Welcome back, everybody. Man, am I excited for you all to hear my guest today. Doyle Turner is in the house, Taekwondo studio, Happy Productions. Doyle, how you doing? I'm doing great. I feel like I'm going to get stronger <laughs> you, just being in this space. You you might. You might. It, it <laughs> hasn't worked for me or Sean yet, but I hope it does for you. Um, you know, before before this, we were doing our stretches. I told, I told Doyle to bring his black belt, be ready, be prepared. We do a little sparring session at the end of every show. Maybe so. break a board. Maybe... <laughs> Let's break a board. Yeah, let's break a board. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do the break a board thing? Have you ever done it? Never. No. Never once. Yeah. No. no. What what sports were you did you play back in the day? I played football in yeah. seventh grade. That was it. And yeah. then I peaked right then. <laughs> but that was good because I don't I don't need any concussions. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Just, I can't that's yeah. a good time to walk away from it. <laughs> yeah. I I also played football and then I quit when they told me to run the bleachers. Oh so I played up until eighth grade. But then freshman year, the whole thing was like during practice, they're like, All right, now we run bleachers. And mm -hmm. I was like, I I don't run bleachers. <laughs> well, you know, I think you got out at the right time because once you run the bleachers and you prove your proficiency with that, then they have some one of your teammates on your back and oh. you run the bleachers. So, yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Yeah. You guys have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a ball out there. Oh, they always say put your best foot forward, and, and uh, uh, my football career is not my best foot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made you open with that. That's all right. Uh, the only way it, it, is to go up now. Exactly. We're, it's all it's all upwards from here, onwards and upwards. <laughs> Well, your best foot forward is definitely going to be your songwriting and your warm, bubbly personality, too. So, I, I mean, that they're kind of tied, I think, right now. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's just a pleasure to be here. I cannot believe that I'm sitting in this chair talking to you, Grant. Oh, well, thank you so much. I am I am honored to have you. I am I am grateful to have anytime I can get one of you from the from the songwriters group where you you all just write religiously and, and actually do it. I am. I am honored. So I, I love everything you guys do. Oh, the singer-songwriter uh, songwriting challenge is my salvation. Yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit before we got on mic, and um, I uh, scratched and clawed for a year and a third before I found that group. And once I found that group, I found my groove and found my tribe, found my family. And um, it's open to anyone. So if you want to write, you can, you're welcome to write with us. Yeah, get get on in there. They they even let a hooligan like me in the group. So so anyone out there, you, they will they will welcome you with open arms and it is the most friendly, welcoming community within the friendly, welcoming Minnesota music community that you can find. So oh, it's, we have a, we are so blessed to be in Minnesota. We really are. Definitely. Right? Everywhere you look is talent. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. We're so spoiled. Um, we were talking about this a little bit off air. I have I have only one scripted question that I come to every show with, and me and you kind of already talked about it, so I just figure we'll uh, we'll tackle this now. But okay. the, uh, the the Minnesota music scene is so unique, and I like asking every artist that comes on the show, you know, you could make music anywhere. You could be doing it in New York. You could be doing it in L.A. You could be doing it in Des Moines. Um, but what is what is the reason that you that you choose to make music in the Minnesota music scene? Like, what keeps you around here? Oh, this is this is my home. Yeah, right? I'm originally from a little town called Natawash, which is right in the heart of the White Earth Reservation. Oh, cool! And so I'm an enrolled member of the White Earth Nation, and um, there's that whole sense of place, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm an English major and a writer. Um, from way back and, and this whole idea of a sense of place and um, that place is at the heart of me and so there's there's no leaving. I I love that and the sense of place comes through in your music too. It's very, you has a very strong sense of place and has a Minnesota warm feel to it. Ah. It, it really does. It, it comes through and I love that because I think there's something about 
having the four seasons and the tough winters that we do that just creates certain sounds that you wouldn't get if you lived in and this is not a knock on california or texas but you wouldn't get if you lived down there i just think there's something about living through it that creates creates a sound i definitely and it it creates um a dependence on one another right yes um in order to get through those tough times you need those neighbors that'll come over and help you when your when your snowblower is broken like mine currently is oh no (laughs) (laughs) did you forget to run the gas out of it last year no no i go through belts like crazy but again um but I, i do think that's true you know when you live through some Something that's really brutal and you know your your life depends on the person down the street and vice versa i think that creates a certain sense of community and getting back to that singer songwriter songwriting challenge that's uh, the that's the fuel for the fire right there is that sense that we're all doing this writing together yeah it's all in the same time frame with the same prompt um and we've got uh a, we're all cheerleading one another um and so that that sense of community is something that's really opened the door for songwriting for me um, I, I feel like I wouldn't be um, where I am without that community. I, I love it. And it's one of the cool things about the, about creating art here, specifically with that, that uh, Songwriters Challenge community and the Minnesota music community at large, is that you get that community. I mean, you're, you're an English major, so I, I'm going to ask you about this in a second. Um, but like you could have chosen to be an author, and I feel like there's not as many communities for like authors or other... Ch- art forms like that but when it comes to writing writing is always viewed as like a solitary activity so to make it communal is such a cool and beautiful thing and it's really the most minnesotan thing that i can think of like let's take an isolated activity and let's make it communal like shovel in the driveway i'll just shovel all my neighbors driveways (laughs) you know what i mean like i I love it I'll cut your ice hole for you, yeah, you know, exactly. if, if you need it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy's got the, we got, well, there's 20 ice houses out there. One guy with a power dogger. Everyone else has the, the manual ones. Well, the power dogger's doing everybody's holes. That's Minnesota for you. <laughs> it's the truth. Well, um, one, one of the things I've learned about artists, though, is that there's this generous uh, generosity and underlying generosity in all all creative people yeah. um, and any kind of creativity. Um, and that's what uh, is so... Uh, heartening about being in a community of artists. Yeah. Um, I I did a release show back in um, September in Bemidji for this new album, and I, I had a fellow from the Bemidji community come in and do electric guitar uh, for our band, and I'd never met him before, and I, I wanted to make sure that our, our first meeting wasn't on stage. Yeah. Night. And so we went and had some coffee, and within 10, 15 minutes, he was telling me about the moment when he first started playing guitar, and he said it was like the doors open, and I realized this is what I wanted to do with my life. And I thought, what a beautiful thing to say, and and who else would get to that level in terms of a conversation in 10 minutes but another artist oh right? that's so true yeah you really cut through get to the heart of everything yeah so yeah. i think uh, at our basic core core in order to be a successful artist you just need to be generous and that's not that's not my idea that's something i've learned as i've gone along the way here from folks like ted heinashevitz and sarah morris shout out to ted and sarah <laughs> yeah i hope i hope they're listening out there two other of the kindest souls that you'll Definitely. ever ever meet um so I'm I'm curious. I, obviously, you're you're drawn to art and creation, creativity, and there is there is a poeticness to your lyrics. And you can tell that I can't talk the words as good as I could write them down. But your lyrics are so poetic. And I'm just I, I love that you were an English major because I'm that piqued my interest a little bit. Where I'm I'm kind of thinking like, what drew you to songwriting? Why was that the where you're like, this is the medium that I wanna I wanna tackle? 
the the actual truth and and i wouldn't admit this to anybody but you grant um is that i tried for many many years to write novels and write short stories and failed miserably <laughs> and this is an art this is the art form that um is short enough that i can do enough to get somewhat decent at yeah um the poeticness i don't know if that's a, a strength or a, a curse but um, I, I studied a lot of poetry as an English major and wrote a lot of poetry. Um, and so I think that's just ingrained in me. Um, and something that I, I hope sets me apart from others. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't care. I just like writing songs. <laughs> yeah. And for the record, it's a strength because it is, it is, it is beautiful and it's, it's incredible. And I, I love that because you were talking like that's another aspect about songwriting. I, if, if you haven't had a, had a chance to hear me talk to people before, I always get in the weeds on this stuff because I love, mm -hmm. I love the nitty gritty of songwriting. Yeah. Like it's so fun. Um, but like you talked about fa failing as, as an author of a short story. And I'm sure that there are some short stories in there that were great and some novels that were also good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take you at your word that they were, <laughs> that they were crap. Um, but like there's something cool about failing forward when it comes comes right. to like songwriting like you were talking about off air about how you gotta just suck for a while yeah. like you just write the bad stuff to get to the good stuff yeah right? that's, that's ed sheeran philosophy you know as he said that he he it's like opening a faucet that hasn't been open for a long time you have to let the water run yeah and um and that really taught me a lot because every song um doesn't come out stellar right and so i write and i write and i write and i let the water run and every once in a while i get a, a little bit of clear water um, and according to Ed, if you do that enough, then you get more and more clear water. Makes it makes sense. Yeah. I, as a, that's a good good philosophy. And you got eight songs of clear water on your new sweet difficult sounds record, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really interesting. We were talking a little bit off air about how I wrote before I came to the singer songwriter challenge, and I was writing towards an EP. I went out um, with just a song or two, and I, I, a friend of mine who's just become so dear to me, Lance Benson from Bemidji, um, I, I saw him perform, and I'd seen him a couple other times, and I, I just walked up to him after he finished his performance one day, and I asked if he'd produce my, my album, and he said yes. And so then I had to finish writing my songs. <laughs> and it was a year of, of clawing and scratching and making, you know, every effort to come up with, you know, what turned into um, Until the Good Comes Back Around. Yeah. Whereas then after that, as um, that was getting finished, I found the Singer-Songwriter Challenge. And then ever since then, I've had um, plenty of songs to choose from. And I can kind of pick the, the stuff that floats to the surface and stays with me yep. rather than taking anything that is, is halfway, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Sweet Difficult Sounds to me is is so wonderful um, because I was able to kind of pick the songs that floated and then also because our dear friend Ted Heineshevitz agreed to produce it cool. and um, he is just I mean you've you've had conversations he's yeah. an idea machine yeah his creativity knows no bounds and to the point where sometimes it's overwhelming to talk to him because he's got 85 different um, ideas on any uh, given song production man um, I, I shudder to live in that guy's head <laughs> <laughs> he is a, he's a creative genius yeah. and he lent that to this album um, and he's a big part of the reason I'm trying to get that album out to to ears yeah. um, because of his passion and drive and, and investment um, he, it's just um, from the from the minute we started tracking, 
until um, we finished. He was in it 250%. And um, I had I had to make sure to honor his his effort and his genius in this um, album by making sure you know to try and promote it as much as possible. I I love that. And you know we've been we've been playing playing some songs around here and the the duet with Sarah Morris on this track or on this track on this record in this meantime that is such a beautiful song and also one more kiss goodbye also just two highlights of the record for me that oh, I, I really thank you um, both of those songs are songs that we um, asked if asked Sarah if she would be a part of and um, our notes uh, in our conversations between Ted and I all came down to um, just do your Sarah thing on these two. And of course she did. And uh, what's really, uh, she's a genius songwriter, a genius performer, um, but offering these harmonies the way she did um, when we would get these tracks into Supple Studios in in Bemidji where all of this was mixed and mastered, um, it was so amazing because it was like, oh, well, we know exactly how to mix this because of how she's presented it. Yeah. Um, She's thinking three or four steps ahead in that respect. She's so Um, Also, in this meantime was um, my um, most difficult song. I I started tracking that song in January with Ted the first day. Um, Ted uh, just about fell asleep in the in the studio on the couch uh, because he was uh, listening to me take it uh, take that song easily thirty times. Yeah, um, and it, we didn't get it that day. And he said, "That's okay." The Beatles didn't get everything the first take, and I was like, That's "Well, true. I don't know." And <laughs> so I struggled with that song, um, trying takes at home, going back to Supple, um, easily three months, yeah. and just before we hit our deadline. Um, of when we had to have the album done, I figured out that it needed to be in a slightly different key. Oh! And once I put it in a different key, everything fell uh, fell in place. And then I had to go back to Sarah and ask her if she'd recut the harmonies, oh, and she did. She's such awesome. a generous soul. She is. She's so she's so great. I uh, I am I am wondering if maybe maybe Sarah is a blessing and a curse because I also had a recent experience where my most difficult song I included Sarah on that I'm working on for a record. Oh! Awesome. So maybe the through line here is sarah is the problem <laughs> i'm kidding i'm is, is is she joke. the problem and the solution that's she's the question de- she's definitely the solution <laughs> we know the, definitely the solution yeah definitely the solution no i i kid because sarah is incredible and absolutely amazing so you wrote these eight songs over the past um year year and a half year mm-hmm. and a half or so yep and mo- how many of these came out of the singer songwriter challenge every single one every single one every single one i absolutely love that and the challenge goes on i know there's a summer and a winter one so it's like 26 weeks out of the year is it a little bit more um about 20 and then we get a couple of bonus prompts okay um and so there's 10 prompts in the january through may section and in the summer section another 10 cool and then we throw in a uh the person who's in, uh, kind of came up with the idea and is our um our grand marshal of our parade um laurel hay she uh had a baby a year and a half ago and then is about set to have another Congrats. maybe two years ago and so each time that we've found out that she's expecting we have lullabies for laurel so we get that as an extra and then every year around sarah uh, morris's birthday we get an extra prompt too that's awesome yeah yeah so so for anyone out there i suppose we're we're a little bit uh, talking inside baseball here but the the songwriter the singer songwriter challenge they give you a prompt every week and it's like a word that you then go and write a song from so i'm curious again getting into the nitty-gritty of it like what's your what's your process so you see the word the word comes through the word is orange or whatever like what are what do you do from there how does the song how does a doyle turner song come to life um it comes to life um any from any direction i 
um, what I'm looking for is an in, right? Yeah. So sometimes I'll journal, um, I, I, I'll do morning pages and I'll journal about the topic um, or the, the prompt and that might give me a way in through some of the language. Okay. Maybe there's some rhythm of language that really appeals to me. Um, sometimes it's just exploring on the guitar um, until I find some kind of a, a melody or a chord progression that really you know lights me up but that's what i'm looking for is that little edge that i can grab yeah and so i i can't i can't reliably um i can't predict reliably how that's going to happen in fact uh, lance benson and i often um joke he says um i want to i want to go back and write the uh the song in the so- in the room where all the hits are, are written <laughs> yeah you know because you just can't you can't um recreate anything that's going to re- it's um a lot of different songwriters have said it's like you're learning to write a song brand new every single time for the first time every time right and it it makes you it makes you almost frustrated with all those 60s and 70s songwriters that lied to us and were like oh you know i just walk into a room stick my antenna up and then highway 61 falls out of the sky it's like all right bob all right bob that's not how that happened you didn't you didn't write like a rolling stone in one sitting because it's 20 pages you didn't use so let's calm down about it there's a bit of work you put in here huh bob exactly i I read a really cool book um before i really started songwriting in earnest and it was called talent is overrated yeah and it's a uh, by a gentleman who wrote for forbes magazine and so he studied successful people and he found out what successful people do and basically he said successful people um, practice the hard things. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes them successful at whatever in, you know the industry is. And he said that um, there's one Mozart in every generation, and you're not it. Everybody <laughs> else has to work. Yes. And that's so liberating because I can work. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Right. I, I don't know if I've got talent or not, but I can work. Yeah. You can outwork anybody. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if I can outwork uh, Ted Heineshev. It's that oh, man that's works. A good, <laughs> good point. That's a good point. I don't know if any of us. Can, I have to. D- d- I have to remove that phrase from my vocabulary. <laughs> Used to be what I always said too. Like I don't have talent, but I'll outwork anyone. It's a good point. I'll outwork anyone asterisk, but Ted. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the asterisk he's in the, the, in the asterisk. history books. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because that man puts out new music oh. about every three and a half hours. Oh, I, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. It, three three and a half hours sounds about right because that's about how long I think it probably takes to to for him to get the idea to write the song, make sure it's recorded, cut up to up to snuff and everything, and then he he gives it to the world. So. It, the, really the delay is on the streaming services i think i think so I yeah, think, they have to wait till they can process it basically yeah until they can until they can get everything out the door um <laughs> I, I have to tell you a ted story because ted and i have become um, quite good pals and, yeah um uh, i had a, a song chorus uh, about a week and a half ago that i loved and i could not for the life of me figure out verses and usually when i when i find something i like i yeah. can figure out the rest of it yeah and i just couldn't do it and so i i, I asked ted if he had some time and Oh my gosh! By the time the afternoon was over, we had this song. He he pulled this thing out of the ditch for oh, me. Oh man, yeah, it's so great. He's so great. Oh, everyone around here is just incredible. I, it blows my mind all the time. I I mean I just I I talked about it earlier on the air, but I just got back from from another awesome venue up north, and it's just like every time I meet somebody, they're nice. Where are the mean people? Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm living in a movie. It's like Pleasantville. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's crazy. It's so nice. I, I ran across Amanda standalone this uh, early, early, early fall and got to play in a songwriter round with her. And she is amazing. Yeah. I mean, she's just a talent that has no end. And she's 
just the kindest human being. Right. Um, I was just gushing about her songwriting, and she says, "Well, it's a it's a mutual admiration society because I just look." And I was like, "How? No, you are <laughs> you are too nice to be real." Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it feels. Oh well, Doyle, our our, our time is flying by, and I, I had you bring a guitar. Yeah. I would love if you're willing to play a song. He's grabbing it right now, so we're gonna get a, some Doyle originals, and it's gonna be live for you here. I'm glad you're here. I am so excited for this. This is going to be great. Yeah, you're, you're welcome to talk. I was just talking while you got up, just driving by the time. <laughs> I'm going um, to play a song um, that's the title, or the lead uh, cut off of the Sweet Difficult Sounds. Um, it's called Best If I Forget. Awesome. Can you give me one more strum on that guitar? I want to make sure I get my mic checked out here. Yeah. All right. That should do the trick. Yeah. You're good to go.
That's a beautiful song. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for, for playing it for me. Um, you know, we've been talking about a lot of other people in the Minnesota music scene and how they are uh, too good, but I think we can also bestow that upon you because you're, you're an v- extremely friendly person, you have a beautiful voice, and you write beautiful songs. And it's, it's, it's a lot, frankly, Doyle. It's... <laughs> It's just, it's a lot of goodness, and I love it. I, I we, love we it. We should have brought my, my wife along, and she could have got, provided some counterbalance to this. Because I, I know she's got a few things to say. <laughs> she's got a few. <laughs> uh, well, Mrs. Turner, you're welcome on anytime. Come, come, come along and, uh, you know, and, and prove to me that, that Doyle is not, is not a god among men. So that, that, is your, that is an open invitation. You're welcome anytime. But no, that is a beautiful song as well. What was the prompt for that one? What was the... I don't remember because yeah. um, I am the worst prompt writer. I use the prompt as a, a starting off point and oftentimes I'll take a, a sharp right or a sharp left. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what that one was except that it was a prompt song. Um, I, don't, I do know, I was thinking about this song today when I was driving up, that um, that Do You Remember Me came while I was recording that for the group because uh, you get the prompt, you write the song, you record yourself on your phone and yeah. post the video. And so I was busy videoing the song, and as I was doing the ending, I thought, oh, what about this? And I came up with that on the fly, cool. um, which was just a total gift, right? Yeah. It was one of those things that fell right out of the sky. Yep, and, and it does happen. I know I was talking crap about that before, but there is elements of things that fall out of the sky, and I think they only happen when you've put in the work, as you already have. Definitely. Right. Yep. Um, uh, Jeff Tweedy uh, is a really, really great songwriter, and he talks about you know being able to jump into that play mode very, very quickly for short periods of time and that's something that I'm trying to work with my songwriting is to incorporate that sense of play because without it you end up with robotic songs exactly and and speaking of sense of play you made a cool music video for that song oh which, no and it, you talk about Mrs. Turner yeah. she was so gracious because if you watch that video it looks like the end of our 30 year relationship <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and really that you know it's, it's completely um, based on I, I'm, I'm a heartfelt writer yep. I, I write uh, to a feeling and um, uh, lonely was my zip code for a long time as a, as a young person until, yeah. until I met my lovely bride. Yeah. And um, so, you know, hearkening back to that feeling, I, all of those, all of that scenario, all of those uh, lyrics just were as a way to communicate that feeling. Um, and, and just so you know, you know, we're, we're probably going to make it to year 31. That's awesome. That's what I like to hear. Unless she goes on the radio. Unless <laughs> here, you're in happy production. You're in happy production. Um, all right, Mrs. Turner, I might have to rescind your invitation. I apologize. We'll meet for coffee and you can tell me what's wrong with Doyle. <laughs> you, you, you may want to schedule a couple hours. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, well, uh, you you pick the place up in Bemidji, uh, Mrs. Turner, and I'll I'll meet you there. We'll we'll have we'll make a day of it. It'll be a good old time. Um, uh, Doyle, I got to take a second and thank some sponsors here. Um, but we you're listening to Glad You're Here in Happy Productions dot live. We will be right back with more Doyle in his greatness and his beautiful voice and his beautiful songwriting. It's going to be great. And also, what you guys are missing out on at home is his beautiful smile as well, because it is lighting up the room in here. So here we go. We are going to take a break take some sponsors we'll be right back i'm glad you're here in happyproductions.live glad you're here 
The Fort North Branch is a cozy bar and restaurant featuring handcrafted cocktails, craft beers, and some amazing foods. I'd tell you my favorite items, but that would just be me reading off the entire menu to you. How can I talk about just one appetizer when there's the tiki cakes, deep fried pickle roll-ups, and the best cheese curds on earth? Don't even get me started on the clever taco creations or that bacon jam burger. Mmm! The Fort and North Branch. Like them on Facebook and learn more at thefortnb.com. The Fort was made with you in mind. Hi, I'm Patrick Moore, attorney with Jocelyn Moore in Cambridge. Jocelyn Moore is a full-service law firm that provides legal services ranging from personal injury litigation to wills, trusts, and estates. If you have legal questions or are facing legal issues, please make Jocelyn Moore your first call. We'll assess your situation and give you honest advice and practical solutions. Call us for a no-obligation free consultation. Jocelyn Moore Law Office, PA, 763-689-4101. That's 763-689-4101. Jocelyn Moore. Hi there, this is Cassidy Stum from Move With Cass. Are you looking for workouts you can do from the comfort of your home but don't know where to start? Well, sign up for my monthly subscription on gomovewithcass.com where we have workout programs and an online video library tailored to all experience levels. It's not about burning those calories or earning your meals over here. It's about moving your body in a fun, safe, and healthy way that you can feel good about. Come move with me, Cass, over at gomovewithcass.com. Tune in Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock for Lawyers, Guns, and Money on the Happy Trucker Show with me, attorney Patrick Moore. Send lawyers, guns, and money. Welcome back to Glad You're Here and HappyProductions.live. We are live with Doyle Turner in the studio doyle welcome back i know you didn't go anywhere uh, well i was over there doing my taekwondo exercises <laughs> doing doing and you looked pretty good i gotta be honest it was pretty impressive it was pretty impressive oh uh, um doyle so i'm really curious we've, we've talked a bit about like how you create songs where the community that you work within i'm also kind of curious like who you're influenced by like where what are your musical influences and it's okay if it's you know, if the answer is Sarah Morris and Ted Heineshevitz, there's no, no well, shame there. Well, yeah, and and part of my uh, enjoying this conversation, the reason I'm enjoying this conversation so much is that you're letting me lean in hard to my, my people. I, <laughs> I love those two. Um, but really, I grew up um, listening to AM radio out of Fargo. Oh, yeah. And it was all country music, nice. um, all 70s country. Yeah. And so, you know, Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson and uh, Merle Haggard, yeah. all of those are deeply embedded in my DNA. Yeah. And when I started writing a lot, I thought that's what I would end up writing. And who, you know, this I'm probably you know worlds away from that in what actually comes out as songs. But that's that's there. Yeah. Um, and then recently now, I've been really influenced by like Mary Chapin Carpenter is somebody that was just such a huge influence for me. Um, Lori McKenna. Oh yeah, um, she's she, great. She's amazing, and she and she writes with everybody and for everybody. Um, and just does such a wonderful um, job with writing. She's a study in all in herself. Yeah. Um, Steve Seskin, you know. I don't um, know that name. He he wrote a lot of uh, of '90s country, like uh, top ten okay. stuff. But he's really um, uh, a very articulate and um, 
precise in terms of lyrical content yeah. writer um and i I've, I've had the opportunity to learn from him uh in a couple different venues um just a great great songwriter um but my songwriting hero hero is sarah morris yeah it's just the truth um her new um ep you know merry little light yes um her her original on their light is is just an amazing study because she's talking about the you know time of year and how we come back to this time of year where there's a little light and in her lyrics you know it's here it is we have arrived at the time of year you know and then it goes back to here it is within that one line yeah so even within her lyric she's circling around and and you know as a way to um reinforce the the theme of the song yeah um just so so glorious such a wonderful songwriter so and and she was my entrance to the singer songwriter songwriting challenge really I was in Grand Rapids one night um, at the Great Northern Radio Program, and she was the featured guest. My daughter and I were sitting there, and I was just taken with her songwriting, um, especially a song called There, There. Yep. At the time, that song wasn't recorded, and so I went on to um, uh, Google, and I came up with a, uh, a YouTube version of it that happened to be the singer-songwriter-songwriting challenge version. Started watching videos and hearing her refer to this, and within six months, I was writing with the group. I I love that. That's how quick. That's how quick it can happen out there, and, folks. and that's magic, right? It, I mean, is. it truly is, um, because now that group has become my tribe and my family, and um, just uh, uh, my salvation, songwriting wise. Yeah, yeah, and tribe and family and magic are three words that feel very apt to describe all of that right songwriting i feel like is the closest thing to magic that we have you go you go from nothing and now there's a thing yeah you know (laughs) exactly um my my uh, musical mountain guide lance benson said that's the that's the best part of songwriting is when you create something that wasn't here when you woke up yeah exactly yeah yeah and now now it lives right and it's exactly it's just it's just beautiful and John Mayer and John Prine both had a thing about songwriting where they said the best part actually is going out to eat after you finish a song. <laughs> Why haven't I incorporated that into my... <laughs> you got you to get my, it in there. My process. Yeah. Why am I wasting time learning Taekwondo? I need to <laughs> go out to eat <laughs> after I finish. Yeah, go get some John Prine meatloaf. That's how he did it. He'd go get meatloaf afterwards. I do want to go to that restaurant. Yeah, I is do it, too. Is it Al's? I don't, some kind of diner down there? Yeah, it's down... I don't know, but if I'm ever down there again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be popping in there for sure sure definitely but that is truly the best feeling in the world and this is again lance benson who taught me this he said you know it's better than winning the lottery it's better than any other feeling in the world is once you finish a song you feel like you you've won everything yeah exactly and then the next piece is when you get to go and share it with people Mm -hmm. and then you get their response and then it's just the gift that keeps on giving and it's the best drug known to man oh definitely and you know it's taken me a while to come to this idea that songs are are ways of seeking connection yes um and so when you are able to connect whether it be with just one or a couple people when they when they're uh, out in the world that's the best and i found another level of that in that my songwriting has allowed me to connect with such great artists like ted heineshevitz and sarah morris um matt matthew french yeah um just people that are just outstanding human beings and so there's another level of connectedness um and i just keep like you say every it seems like every songwriter you run across is just this fantastic human being I, exactly and and also a shout out to matthew french he's he's joining us on the show in february oh fantastic I, yeah i think i think it's february 13th don't quote me on that world but i've got it written down at home he's, he is a gem yeah and he is just great. a gem um i got to co-write with him last Oh, early, early spring. And we tossed ideas back and forth. And within a short, short amount of time, he had 
written a song that I'd been trying to write for three years. Um, he he helped me. He guided he guided me to that. Yeah. I didn't I didn't take that song and send it to him, but um, we ended up writing this song where. Um, it was about my son going to college. Yeah. He, went, he went to college halfway across the country. And that was one of the hardest parenting days in my life was turning that little minivan around and coming back to Minnesota Oof. and leaving you know, this, your, your yeah. oldest child on the, on the East Coast. And he um, is from Ohio, and he moved out to Minneapolis. And so he had the other side of that coin. And so it was just such a powerful experience, and it was such a powerful experience that happened so quickly. And that's the story of Matthew French. He's, he's so emotionally articulate and um, is able to get you in a place where all of a sudden you realize, whoa, how did we get here? Because you've just been using very accessible language, and all of a sudden we're talking about something four miles deep. Yeah. Oh, it's it's incredible, and it just it just keeps coming back to we're so spoiled here. And, mm-hmm. and Matthew French just released uh, side one and side two this yep. say this year already. Yep. Yeah, that was still this year. Okay, good. I'm not I'm not too far behind my my time, but yeah, that's also incredible. So, folks, uh, this I, this is the point in the show where I get on my high horse a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, if you want to support folks like Doyle Turner or Matthew French or Ted Heineshevitz or Sarah Morris, the best thing you can do is go out to the shows and purchase their music from them. At at the show or on Bandcamp where you buy a physical CD or buy a download. And the reason for that is streaming services are cool. They're a cool way for everyone to get their name out there. However, when you stream Doyle's songs on Spotify, Spotify does not pay him nearly the amount that those songs are worth the blood, sweat, and tears that was poured into them. They pay about cents per stream. So to really support these artists, get out and go to the shows and buy some music, buy some merch, buy whatever it is, and, and let, let people like Doyle know that, hey, that song really meant something to me because that you can't take it to the bank but that that is what keeps you going right that is what keeps you doing it um and on that note i'll get off my high horse but i should give you an opportunity to tell people where they can find all of that stuff from you uh doyleturner.com there we um, go band camp band camp is another place um and of course on all the streaming services but um the best place is um, Bandcamp or doyleturner.com perfect Bandcamp or doyleturner.com so be sure to go out there and support and get sweet difficult sounds which we're going to listen to i think i think i've decided we'll uh, i'm going to do that on the eight o'clock hour here we're going to play we'll play sweet difficult sounds so if you want to stick around and like yeah. hang out and uh maybe give us like a play-by-play that could be kind of fun oh i would love it yeah so we'll we'll do that uh you know coming up in like 20 minutes already this time is flying right but all right, that's uh, I'm off my high horse. I'm off my tangent. Tangent done. You want me to lead the horse out back to the corral? <laughs> yeah, lead it to water. See if it'll drink. <laughs> <laughs> or he's a nice horse. He can stay here. He's yeah. in himself. He's yeah. He's he's doing okay. <laughs> um, no, so uh, another another thing that I'm I am curious about just for just personal itch. You're as an English major, and you're uh, you're a teacher too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I teach English at uh, a juvenile center in Bemidji, so all my kids are court-ordered to be there. Oh, I, I love that. I, I may as well have been court-ordered to go to school back in the You're day. You're welcome in my classroom. I, <laughs> I probably should retake some English classes back in the day. There's that magic thing that happens. It's like the opposite of magic, really. In in school, where like people tell you to read a book, and then all of a sudden you don't want to read the book. Right. I, I had that like up the wall. It was so bad. And so I've been going back recently, like rereading books that I was told to read in high school, and like Grapes of Wrath recently I read, and I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then I fell down a Steinbeck rabbit hole, and that's kind of what keeps happening. Every time I go back and reread one of these classics yeah. that they told me to read that I went to Spark Notes and thought I was smarter than the teacher. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, what's the impetus for that? Why? why? I, you know, I don't really know what it was. I think it's just like I had these books on my bookshelf, and one day I grabbed one, 
and it, it looked good. And then down the rabbit hole we went, and that's just kind of what happened. So what what I was getting at with that um, during during my my grant spiel is like, are there any authors or anything like that that really influenced the way that you write or anything like that? Um, I, I we were talking about this in terms of songs. I am not um, good at listening to entire albums like you are and like Ted yeah. is and. Um, and, and that's a skill I need to work on. And so I'm, I'm reading and I'm, I'm listening to a lot of things, but only about an inch and a half deep, right? Yeah. And that's kind of been my reading. Um, my one author that I read religiously is John Sanford, and he's a Minnesota author. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, um, oh, that's like, like eating dessert. It's not your, your real, <laughs> you know, you're know you filled, filled with nutrients. Like, you know, like you're reading the stuff that's filled with nutrients, you know, Steinbeck and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I've read all of that, uh, all of that stuff, um, but not anything that's like I can say, okay, this author for sure. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Vanderpost probably is the, the closest to that where I read just about everything he wrote. And he is um, a person who um, lived in Africa and wrote about his most famous um claim to fame probably was a story like the wind yeah which was made into a disney movie and it all takes place in africa and in the the you talk about a sense of place um that african um country is as much a character in in those stories and, and in his books as anything else he'll he'll spend two pages talking about the type of grass that you can see out the back you know yeah um and and that that type of detail um, probably influences my writing the most. For sure. No, I can. I can definitely see that. Um, yeah. Like even even if even if bestify in, in bestify forget, which I'm uh, forgive me for, for probably going to botch your lyric, but put it in a in a white envelope. Or how do you how do you put that? Lick and line? seal a white envelope. Lick and seal a white envelope. I mean, like there's even detail in that tiny little line, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can picture that. I can feel somebody doing that exact motion instead of just like put it in the mailbox. <laughs> you know, like it, it, you could you could have said that and said the same thing, but and, it doesn't. And Nashville writers do that all the time. They they call it the the furniture. Yeah, you know, they you need to have furniture in the room. Yes. Um, and I don't know if I come from it uh, from a Nashville sensibility, but I do know that those you know sensory details and the specificity sometimes is the way sometimes is the way for a listener to get into the song. It's a way for them to you yeah. know an entrance for. It's, it's kind of wild how the spe- the specificity creates like a generality, you know. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like in a, in a strange way, like the more specific you are, the more people relate to it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of seems juxtaposed, but it, it works. And as as specific as you can get your language, it will create a different image or reaction um, in in each individual listener for sure. Yeah. Even though it's a very specific um, set of words. Exactly. It's, it's such a, it's such a cool phenomenon that it's, it's one of the cool things about songwriting. Well, I keep, I keep taking us off on tangents, but you've got, (laughs) you've got that guitar there. So I would love to hear one more Doyle Turner live song if you're willing. Oh, I'd love to. I'm going to, I'm going to play a song that uh, I co-wrote with another member of the singer songwriter songwriting challenge, Dave Novak. And um, I've written a ton with Ted. I uh, got a chance to write with Sarah one time, co-write with Sarah. Um, Dave and I have um, probably co-written as, as much or more than I've written with Ted. And it seems like just about every time we write, we come up with something that's um, pretty astounding. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be my next single. I'm just working through the last bits of the mixing and the mastering. Um, and it's called uh, uh, Run a Little Faster. Love it. Love it. 
She said, stay, her daddy said, leave With his shotgun pointed straight at me There's no talking back to a man that Then I came to my sands, turned back towards town Won't let that man push me around She was hanging on my sleeve by sundown Wish I may, wish I might Gain a little ground for the morning light Wish I may, wish I might Run a little faster out here the county line, pedal to the metal, can't waste no time, raise some dust, leave him behind. Like Bonnie and Clyde out having some fun, ride straight into that setting sun, like old outlaws out on the run. Wish I may, wish I might, ain't a little Begging us to come on The dark said faster and we were gone Ride this road Till the morning comes Wish I may Wish I might Gain a little ground For the morning light Wish I may Wish I might Run a little faster Out here tonight Another great one. There's your 70s country influence coming through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that's uh, Dave Novak right there. Dave is a genius. Man, that's a cool. What was the title of that one again? Run a little faster. Oh, man. I'm excited for that one to come out. Do you have a, uh, I know you're still still working on it, but a release goal date? I'm hoping for the end of February, beginning of March. Yeah? Yeah, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get smarter about timing things um, so I'm not stepping on the end of the promo cycle for uh, Sweet Difficult Sounds. And yeah. um, it, I also want to make sure I leave room for a dual project that Ted Heineshevitz and I are doing called The International Treasures. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, to tie into Matt French, um, Matt is the one who, who gave us our name. Yeah? We put out uh, a, a song called Anywhere With You about this time last year, Ted and I did. And um, and Matthew, who's such a generous soul, he, he promoted it and pushed it in his socials. And he said, um, here's this great song from uh, the International Treasures, Doyle and Ted. And so we were like, oh my gosh, we're taking that. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. That's a great name. Uh, are you guys doing a full-length record? Or are you doing like an EP? What do you think? Uh, we're doing a full album. A full album. Um, we're recording it in a Quonset hut. <laughs> 
Tell me more. <laughs> we played this gig in, in late May, um, Ted and I and Sarah. And when we finished packing up our guitars at the end of the gig, we noticed there's nobody around. Yeah. And we found them in this Quonset hut that this um, fellow Joe Meyer has uh, uh, totally made into this cool studio space. And um, we walked in and it was like walking into a 1970s warm LP record. Cool. There were people playing music, um, a lot of bluegrass influence type of stuff, upright bass, guitar, people were just playing. And it was just this overwhelming sense of wonder and amazement that we heard this, you know, what, why are we playing in front of these folks that can play like this? And um, afterwards, Ted's like, we have to record there. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so in the middle of October, we went in and uh, my friend Troy Foss from Supple Studios in Bemidji came down with his mobile rig and we recorded five songs um, live off the floor yeah. um, in this warm, rich environment. And we've been listening to the um, the rough mixes from that and getting excited. We're going to do one more um, a day in that in that space, and then we'll we'll start mixing and cool. and uh, getting it ready for a, a fall release, hopefully oh. or early fall, maybe late summer. Awesome! That I'm excited for that. That'll be fun for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, talking about stepping on releases, you got to tell Ted he can't release anything for those couple of months. I I, I don't think you, you and I combined can tell him not to do that. <laughs> I know that's a good point. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's an option. We're not put, we're not going to pump the brakes on that musical no. genius, dude. No, we're not. It's great. It's we're it's great. Oh man! Well, Doyle, this is this has been so much fun. I we're not we're not done yet. Don't you worry. Okay. But I, I'm just letting you know this is this has been a really good time. And thank you so much for for coming down, talking to me, playing playing these songs. Um, do you have any shows coming up in particular that people should know about out there? Um, we're kind of on a little bit of a hiatus, but um, Ted and I are going to do a show. I believe it's January 13th. And I think it's going to be at Dusty's. Dusty's? Um, oh, it's a good spot. Yeah, down yeah. down in the cities. Um, we're working on getting the details hammered out about that. But that'll probably be the next um, show that I do um, is, is that time. Sweet. Well, for anyone who wants to make sure that they that they, that they don't miss out on that, go follow uh, Doyle Turner Music on Facebook or DoyleTurner.com to make sure. Uh, and get an email list, I'm guessing. I haven't started one of those yet. No, yeah, oh, yeah. got to get on that. But if you if you look on Instagram, the the international treasures are on there. So oh, are they? With a little video message, and uh, yeah, all our all of Ted's coolness. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the international treasures a follow as soon as as soon <laughs> as we're we're done with this because one thing is for sure. I mean, you guys you guys know how to have a good time so oh, <laughs> no doubt and yeah. the 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 top secret thing that I'll, i haven't mentioned anybody um uh, any other program is that we're probably going to have a documentary oh that'll go along with the album release all right yeah so we've done some a little bit of filming for that and um hopefully the album release show will contain snippets of the documentary yeah so we'll we'll show the documentary in amongst playing all the songs from the album so that'll be very cool yeah that'll that's, that's the hope and the, the dream that's gonna be so much fun oh well, Doyle, I've got I've got about five minutes left before we got to thank some sponsors. So I just I I wanted to see. Do you want to play another one live? Do, I can you, do that. you? Yeah, if you got if you got another one handy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I'm I'm just loving getting getting this Doyle live. And are you sticking around for a little bit? I'd love to. Oh yeah, hell yeah! So so we'll uh, so we'll chat a little bit more in between in between the songs and your record. We'll give you a chance to play another live one here. Awesome. Yeah. You mentioned um, the song in this meantime. Yep. Which is a duet with. Um, Sarah Morris and I'll, I'll play that one love it I give you my heart 
Six notes and a page Just paper and words Melodies heard now and then in this place Outside there's this light That matches my mood Gusts of hard wind That bully dried leaves And yesterday's news And I give it all Just for a few Moments where I stumble Into the clear blue Here's hoping it happens And happens in time To save me and you Carry us through In this meantime Take what you like Leave me the rest No matter the cost I think that I've lost What's clean and what's best The older I get The more time I take I sing to the dark I sing to the dawn For all that's at stake And I give it all Just for a few Moments where I stumble Into the clear blue Here's hoping it happens Happens in time to save me and you and carry us through in this meantime. Who gets to say that enough is enough? I'm singing redemption so much, my voice. This heart is a drunk That staggers and swears Loves as quick as it hates Believes in bad faith Swinging wildly at air I drink to your health I sing for my soul Here's hoping that God lets his heart beat the odds and return to the fold. And I give it all just for a few moments where I stumble into the clear blue. Here's hoping it happens It happens in time To save me and you 
in this meantime to save me and you and carry us through in this meantime that is such a gorgeous song thank you yeah thank you for playing yeah, it man folks, i mean yeah i'm just i'm spoiled i get to i get to have private concerts song me every week this is, this is the best that song is so beautiful we, we gotta take a second thanks for sponsors but before we before we go uh do you know do you remember the prompt that one came from i do that one yeah. was stagger stagger uh, yep so it was written about this time of year last uh, you know, last year i i absolutely i love that song so much it is so beautiful and yeah um no i i i don't have words but it's it's oh, great thank you it came yeah. from yeah, outside it, my classroom window there as was, always uh, i, I there record was a, these live a bunch of and leaves that were being blown around by the wind yeah. and out of the corner of my eye it looked like so birds that were hopping and, and moving in a synchronized way and so that image is what came when i started writing that is that is beautiful and that performance was incredible i uh we'll talk about this more off air but i i would love to chop that and use that as a live version in the library to play like normally if you're okay with that Oh, love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was great. All right. Um, Got to take a second. Thanks and sponsors. We'll be right back with Doyle. We're going to be playing Sweet Difficult Sounds, his new record in its entirety, front to back, with the man himself. So we're also going to get some cool narration. You get some cool stories in between the songs. This is the way to do it, folks. Stay tuned. I'm glad you're here. Happyproductions.live. Glad you're here. Radio show. And looking forward to seeing you again next week. We have a new podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. Next week will be Matthew French, another great songwriter from around Minneapolis. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you soon.